0: Have you ever wanted to start running, but didn't know where to start, or started to catch a couch of 5K, but quit because it wasn't catered to you? Or better yet, you've been running for a minute, knocked out all the 5Ks, hit up some half marathons, but you keep getting injured, not getting faster, and you're questioning your love for running. If you're a woman over age 35 and been trying to figure out this running thing on your own or don't know where to start, this show is for you. Welcome to Runners University, women's guide to running after thirty-five. My name is Dr. Leticia, physical therapist, certified runner, nutrition coach, and I've been helping women for many years now tackle aches, pains, build strength, and break mental barriers to living their best life on and off the pavement. Every episode, I take the guesswork out of how to train smarter, faster, and run for life without nagging injuries and actually enjoy it. Let's make running or walking into your 40s, 50s, and beyond your best yet. Welcome to another episode of Runner's University, Women's Guide to Running After 35. Hey, it is so, I'm so happy that you are joining me on this evening, today, whenever you are catching this episode. We're going to get into it on off-season training priorities. What to do after your race season ends. Like many of us, we're going to the edge of kind of that competitive season where we've been training, 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 but now we have to figure out what the next steps are. How do we optimize our performance? How do we get rest? How do we prepare ourselves for the next training season? So there's some particular things that you can set yourself up this winter. I know when sometimes people start gonna warm and cozy and comfort foods, And all of those things, but you can still enjoy doing those things. But let's make sure you have a plan together so that you can be at your best next year as well. So first, let's reflect on all you have accomplished this year. Don't worry how big or small someone else may think it's all about you, boo. From training, completing your first 5K or your 25th half marathon or marathon, you have a lot to celebrate. So go ahead and take a moment, Pat yourself on the back. You've been out there doing the thing, girl. At the time of this recording, we're hitting right in towards the end of the year. So I've been prepping and planning, making sure I have some good resources and tools for runners and being able to see what people are really needing to be able to help them, not just on the pavement, but for overall total body wellness as well. So let's look at four strategies to be able to implement Over this winter season, one is going to be rest, two maintenance running, three strength training, four weight loss and/or nutrition over women over thirty-five. The first of all is rest. It's okay to have some relative rest period. You've been beating up your body, hitting the pavement, staying consistent on a plan. Rest time is good. Rest and recovery can be different things for different people. So during this rest slash recovery. You can do other activities outside of running and hitting the pavement. It could be swimming, spin class, um, doing things more with the elliptical. It had been shown that the elliptical can still maintain your running fitness to be able to switch out road miles for elliptical miles. And guess what? You've been training hard and it's not going to just all dissipate. You'll probably, if you did nothing, it'll still probably take a couple months for you to lose all of your fitness. So, don't be freaking out. Give your body some rest and also be able to address, that gives you time to address those areas that may be having some nagging aches or pain. This is optimal time to go if you do need to get physical therapy, get in a consultation for that to see if there's a plan that you need to address with injuries and aches, things like that. So the rest could be absolute rest for a bit, It could be some active rest and changing up of some of of your normal activities. All good to rest. Throw out that mindset of never miss a Monday, no days off. Your body does need days off. Definitely important as we are master runners. This could be ladies, gentlemen, your body definitely needs that adequate recovery time. Number two, maintenance running. Cool. So this could look different for you versus anyone else. Yes, you can decrease your mileage and intensity of your runs. That's basically maintenance running. And you could switch from training mode to more take it easy. Trying to find that sweet spot on what your mileage is fit for you. So if you were going at your highest peak, say you were 35 or 40 miles a week, Maybe your maintenance could be half of that. Maybe it could be 20 miles that you're that you're doing per week. Finding that sweet spot, decreasing that mileage, making those runs easy runs, not high-intense runs and not necessarily training mode runs, finding that balance that works for you. So you also want to look at when you're in your maintenance running, you may want to you want to start beginning to map out your run goals, your races for the next year, and to begin to develop your plan. Right now, obviously, there's probably specials and deals that could be going on for races next, next year. Take a look at those things because the way you train is going, the way your training plan proceeds is going to be very important to look at what races you have lined up. So, you know, if you can, try not to get into the habit of, hey, I'm just running all of a sudden a race. I'm going to run this half this weekend. Yeah, you'll be able to make it through it. If your runs had not had been up to the mileage for you to to withstand that, yeah. But if you've been down in mileage or all of a sudden your friends start shined up and, hey, you know, the last few weeks you've only gone five or six miles and you're trying to sign up for 13.1, may think about that a little bit. Like I said, a lot of times you can make it through it, but in the long term, you may see things begin to pop up if you don't have that proper rest building back up process for your miles. Number three. Good old strength training. This is one of my favorite aspects to address, especially when it comes to women and just um, bone density, um, weight management, different health conditions to be able to implement strength training because we're really so focused on doing everything cardio based. It's been driven in our mind that we need all the cardio and that's what we need for weight loss and that we need for our primary exercise. No, yes, I'm a runner. Cardio is great, but not four days of running, two days of spin class, another day in the pool, then it's Kango boots, then it's hit fat. Those are all forms of cardio exercise. Your body is going to need some relaxing back down from that load and times to build up in strength, strengthening, especially areas that maybe you found that have been a little bit weaker or more susceptible to injury on this year. Training, yay! So how often? Uh, what are some of the, some of the best exercise you can do? What are some of the myths? How many reps and sets should I, should I do and how to get started? I know those are all questions that a lot of us do have. So when it comes to the frequency of strength training, you know, for general strength and overall keeping it sexy, hey lady, for women, Two to three times a week is ideal for me. You can definitely do more, but I wouldn't advise you going from like zero to 100 if you're a beginner to resistance or strength training. This can, but it can vary with running depending on your expense, your experience level and your training status. But as a beginner and to help your body, at least one time a week is a good starting point. Now we're transitioning to this off season. So this is a good time for you to bump up that strength training. Bump it up. See if you can progress yourself up to that two and three times a week or maybe even more at the appropriate time periods. So, and don't worry, beginning with body weight exercise is perfectly fine. You just don't want to stay stagnant there. You don't want to have the same eight week routine and where you're doing uh, push ups, sit ups, body weight squats, and that you just do that same routine over and over and over again for eight, 10, 12, whatever months. Your body's got to be pushed to the max so that it can help. With building muscle, getting stronger, and so it's going to have to take a load. If you can go through all the exercises easy, then you're not going to be able to get that adequate training load. So some of the best exercises we're going to use, obviously, with running, we have glutes, we have our core, we have our hip flexors, hamstrings, and those good old powerful calves, including that soleus muscle. So you're going to look at total body movement, so you're going to use your larger muscle groups, basically like the ones we just said. Power muscles, ladies, or glutes. They trigger uh, basically hip extension. Then you combine that with that glute med on the side and the glute, gluteus minimus. They come together to stabilize the hip during running. So those powerful glute muscles, they have a powerful impact on our running. Now, not to say that you can't do single muscle groups. So think about single muscle group as doing a leg kick or doing a... Um, Isolate leg hip would be in, in sitting, or think about when some people think about like bicep curls or something. That's just working one muscle, the bicep curls, the biceps. You can do single leg stuff, you can do total body conditioning. I, my recommendation is thinking about total body conditioning for a bit, then transitioning into that heavy strength mode. And then now your process is closer to the spring in which you'll modify things even more as you're preparing to go into racing season, depending on your schedule. So once again, the best strength in the exercise is to target those posterior chain muscles, meaning the glutes, but the glutes, obviously in glutes, hamstrings, calves, all those, like we just stated, that's going to be a common theme. So they've actually had some research, has consistently shown that step-ups in several variations, uh, that means stepping up with one leg onto a platform or aerobic step or a bench or similar, they actually have the highest glute max activation. So being able to activate those muscles, once again, that's an exercise that has single leg and it covers a large muscle group. Incorporate those deadlifts, hip thrusts, lunges, squats you will be doing just fine with adding those into your strength routine. Now, there are some myths that are commonly associated. Most common is the idea is when you lift weights or you lift heavy weights, then you turn into like Arnold Schwarzenegger or you stop looking feminine. No, not the case. Another myth is aerobic exercise is the most effective way to burn fat. No, actually strength training builds lean muscle. Cardio does not. And guess what? It's more efficient because... You can burn calories even at rest when you add that additional strength training into there. So, think about even if you're doing circuit training with heavy resistance, your body continues to burn, baby burn well after you stop exercising. That same effect is not present with just having aerobic exercise as well. And you also and also running doesn't strengthen your legs. So, if people will say, Hey, I'm already strong, I run. Running is not an activity that strengthens your leg. Yes, you can become a stronger runner, run longer, get your times on, but it's not a specific strength training for your legs. So, boom. Next, you cannot, let's say it again for the people in the back, you cannot spot check or reduce areas by strength training. So no, boo, you can't do like a thousand crunches per day thinking that those abs will come through, those abs coming through with that nutrition, not by that activity. And last myth I like you to spell when it comes to strength training is all you need is to lift light weights for toning. There is really actually no such thing as toning, but basically when people say they want to just tone up, they really mean they want to see more of their muscles. So the fix is building more muscle via strength training and dropping. You have to actually drop some weight. You got to drop down to be leaner and build strength. So you could be lacking muscle and have too much body fat to let your definition come through. That's essentially what that is. Last but not least, guess what? When it comes to strength training, you're trying to think how many reps, how many sets should I do? So you want the load heavy enough to make you work. If you're able to crank out like 15, 20, and 25 reps, then you're not getting enough resistance to build strength. When you have strength training um, periods, the ACSM recommendations, four four to six reps is increased muscle size. Eight to 12 reps for strength, 10 to 15 for muscular strength and endurance. So when you're doing those lower reps, four to six reps, that means those loads are pretty heavy. Like you're, you know... Still working on a struggle a little bit, but you also need to have those rest periods that are about 60 to 90 seconds with that. That's my little strength training in a nutshell. All right, so now we roll right into number four, weight loss and or nutrition. So during the training cycle, you can't work on losing weight during the training cycle, that means this is your active, that's your active time. When you're prepping for a race. Like if you're doing a 12 week half marathon plan, a 5k full, whatever you're doing, you have probably noticed that you've been wanting to eat more during that time too. Your body has to make that adjustment on what are the goals. The goals is fueling our body for that performance to be able to get the miles and the decrease breakdown, have the appropriate nutrition. So you can't be going down to I'm restricting, but then I'm trying to build. So if you have goals for weight loss, the off season is the ideal time for that. If you've been struggling with some ways to be able to optimize nutrition, try some things now to make tweaks in your nutrition to prep you into the following year. This is always also going to help you in just total body wellness, not just for running or walking. This is going to be overall wellness for you. So now if you're new to running, as you see, yes, you can begin losing weight. That can definitely happen. You're starting a new activity. Your body is changing and responding to that challenge. Because obviously many people have started running to lose weight. So yes, you can lose weight. But if you're training and running training for a specific goal, that's where the challenge rose is that you can't do both at the same time. So running for fitness and running to prep for a race are different. So if you have some weight loss goals, knock these off right now. We know weight loss is tricky. And then especially When you're talking about women over the age of 35, there's a couple of testing that if you're having some health concerns and you want to get things, start to get things looked out and trying to figure out maybe you were a little off in your, in your training and how you were able to respond this year. My must test for you is go find your practitioner that is going to test your hormones, your thyroid, your cholesterol, and your blood sugar, which is that a one C these health factors here all have an effect on how our body is carrying weight Our energy levels, our metabolism, and then obviously with the blood sugar, the A1C test, that's going to be the one that tests your sugar over a multiple month time period so that you can see if you're at risk for prediabetes. You do not want to get into the fact that the last time you did blood work, the doctor said everything was okay, but you did not know your numbers. You must demand to get these tests and be the CEO of your own health and know these numbers you have a provider that won't order them, you may need to search for another one so that you can get what you need. The key is actually physically having a copy of the report, not just taking the provider's okay that you're at normal or you're within range. I had numbers in some of those tests that were classified as normal, but I was not feeling normal. Or they were said they were thin in the range, but guess what? They were at the very low end range or they were right on the border of carrying it over into the danger zones. So knowing these numbers is going to be important. But once you get the numbers, it's okay to get help from an outside source so you can discuss them further and come up with a plan. This is my must-have winter running strategies. So if you're ready to optimize and you're trying to figure out how do I put this all together, I'm offering $25 off for about 20 spots available only for my winter running performance plan. You can mention Runners University when you sign up. You can use the link in the show notes. Or you can just hit me up on Instagram at RunForLifeIndy. During that running performance plan, it'll include a phone video or video consultation. We'll get our top recommendations to optimize your training. We'll get your eight-week uh, runner strength and mobility program and some nutrition strategies. So make sure you optimize this time to move, feel, and perform at your best so that you can go out there and continue to do the thing, girl. All right, until next time. Hey girl, thanks for listening to the show today. If you're new to running or tired of trying to search Dr. Google on the best ways to begin and continue running without giving up or getting burnt out, then head over to www.runnersuniversity.co slash getstarted to grab my bulletproof running guide for women you got this girl do your thing music produced by king music check them out y'all